Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The Bills break is over. Can we expect a repeat of what we saw after the bye a year ago? Plus, how does the AFC look now after a stunning Sunday in the league? Plus, which Bills players are set to break out big over the rest of the regular season? That's all coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus channel for Dan Fates, Mike Catalana. I'm Jenna Koshel. Please be sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe if you do enjoy our content. We're going to start with Dan today. The Bills were on the bye. Buffalo was some time away. Um, but first off, your outfit we need to address because you look like you're about to head to the field. <laughs> Put me in, coach. I'm ready. Okay, well, like you got to this- tell people. You've been a Braves fan forever. Yeah, and, like, that's the only team, like, not to say I don't care about the Bills, but, like, I'm not a fan of the Bills. I know a lot of people, like, grew up watching Bills here. Obviously, like, that's their team. They I don't really have a football team growing up. I didn't have a favorite team. I I rooted for my fantasy players. (laughs) I liked liked the Sabres when they were kind of good. I'm a hockey fan. The Braves have been the only team that I have lived and died on for the last for most oh, isn't of my that life. The truth, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I have just been. Mike has tormented me um, <laughs> with just. He's a Phillies fan. We've gone back and forth. The Braves. All I've ever known is losing big games, and this is the first time that they didn't do it, and they just made it to the World Series. I'd say Saturday night was probably one of the best sports moments personally of my life. Wow. Just That's for them great. to win it in that fashion, to, to get out of the seventh inning jam, Tyler Matzik, best story. The guy didn't play baseball for five years, couldn't get in the majors because he had the yips. He had anxiety, and he strikes out Mookie Betts, Albert Pujols, and gets out of the jam. Awesome who had, time. Who with the Braves had more anxiety, Tyler or you? <laughs> Me, 100%. <laughs> There's a fantastic video of Dan celebrating and wanting to scream his head off, but because of your baby, you were quiet. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. So you had some time to relax. The Bills had some time to relax. We know the Bills fans had time to relax. Um, let's go back really quick. Obviously, the way things ended in Nashville, um, that that loss was a tough one for the Bills to handle. I think of a year ago when the Bills were heading into the bye, the Hale Murray you know, the bad loss in Arizona. Mike, I mean, is there anything you'll hear Sean McDermott say, hey, these are two different teams. But at the same point, is there anything they can draw off of that experience for these core guys? And then do you see them being able to kind of channel that the way they did a year ago? Uh, There are different kinds of losses. Uh, Mm -hmm. That Arizona game was a back and forth, thrilling game. They made great plays at the end and the, you know, Cardinals stole the game on a phenomenal, somewhat lucky, but great play. Yeah. This was different. The Titans game was different. The similar thing is it was a devastating way to lose on the road. And then you got to eat that and live with it for two weeks before you get back on the field. Yeah. The great news for bills fans is they channeled that going forward. Like they could Mm -hmm. not wait to get back on the field 
and then went on that run and didn't lose again until the AFC championship game, which is phenomenal. Um, that's the similarity there. And I do think if a team learns from something, it's like, that's just a terrible way to go, <laughs> to go into the break. Like they were probably thinking that was going to be a great plane ride home, get mm-hmm. the win and then sit there. But Dan, I think that they use everything. I think they're going to use this. Can I, can I be the contrarian and say that these heartbreaking, <laughs> very funny, ahead, like, yeah. the, the fact that these heartbreaking losses before a buy, like Sean McDermott said, it's hard to sleep after a loss like that and that it's going to take so much time and that you can't just go back out there. Like, you know, you're going to have to wait 13 days to play again. I think it's better. I, I think that there is something to having the week off and getting away instead of going back to practice and being like, having us be like, so like, did this loss really uh, wear on you? Did this loss this? Like other stories were going on. The Bills playing the Titans feels like a month ago. Yeah, it does. Like it just feels like so long ago where I think these guys, it sucked. I'm sure that on the plane ride home wasn't fun the day after going through the meetings. But I think after that, getting away maybe is just what you need after heartbreaking losses. Because they the heartbreaking one in, in Arizona and the Hopkins play over three guys was like jaw-droppingly bad. Yeah. But then we didn't like talk to them. Like it was like like you know what I'm saying? Like you talk to them after the pra- after the game, and then they're kind of gone. And I feel like them getting away, I think helps. They went on, yeah. they went on 10 straight games. I think they can do it again. Yeah. They got a second easiest schedule in the NFL the rest of the way. My yeah. takeaway is 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 that it was it was a heartbreaking loss in Arizona. This was a disappointing loss, but I feel like you don't agree. No, but I think it was heart. I think they're both heartbreaking, but just in different ways. Okay, like but in here's Arizona. The, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Well, what I was going to say is the difference is at Arizona game. Look, though their hail mary defense was not very good, even the rest of the year. <laughs> um, that's a a fluke kind of play. Mm-hmm. I do think there were some things in the Titans game that make you sit up a little bit. Yeah. Right. percent. Mm-hmm. And so that were more than what we saw in that game. If we're comparing the two and that's the part, I think it's like, mm, man, the defense didn't stop anybody in the second half. And to the point we made Jenna after the Kansas city game, that was a win. I said that was both emotional and mm-hmm. it was big, but it was also big in the standings because yeah. you beat that team head to head. And then we go see the Titans roll to win. And keep in mind, now the Titans are <laughs> ahead of the Bills. Yep, and I yep. know it's a long way to go, but it's like you start looking around and going, hey, you want that one or two seed, and you don't want to be going on the road. And mm-hmm. I don't think it will last, but that is a huge win for the Titans and oh. a tough loss for the Bills. Yeah, and and now looking at where the division stands with the Bengals beating up on the Ravens and the Raiders now being 5-2 and two, and just where things stand, I think – Dan, this is something that we knew that Chiefs win was so emotional in in that like psychological way. But yeah. at the same point, how much does your view of the conference change a little bit with how this weekend shaped up? Yeah, it's it's so tough because you do have to kind of look at everything in a vacuum. And it's it's not that easy. Like Mike, we always say it on this podcast, is just the fact of it's not who you play, it's it's when you play them. Like, like for whatever reason that Steelers game will always break people's minds this year because of just the way that game transpired. And look, the chiefs, I said like the chiefs have real issues. Like this isn't like a, a sweep something under the rug. Like, Oh, you just caught them at a bad time. There's injury. Like they're just bad. They're just a bad team. So like that Titans beating up on the chiefs this weekend doesn't surprise me. I think the chiefs can get beat up a lot. I, I, now in that magnitude, it, it yeah. was, 
the, the build up to that game was big. It was yeah. that kind of a, it was still a statement when I'm not saying the chiefs aren't a, a I'm not saying that team like is it, it's, it's, the, the loss isn't as important because it was still the situation and the magnitude and the rematch and all those things. But I don't think that Chiefs team is, is that good. And that's why the Bills dominated that game. Yeah, they did. And I guess I also look at it with the Titans and say, you know, they're pretty good. Yeah, They are tough. And when they're playing that way, they've sort of found themselves. Now, again, it it's still, <laughs> I keep yeah. saying this earlier. I mean, we're not, we are a few weeks away from, I guess the uh, halftime of the uh, eighth game is when we're halfway through the season. But uh, I start to look and I go, you know, they're tough. They're, they're sort of like the Ravens in a way of a team that mm-hmm. likes to play like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Lamar just changes everything. Yeah. And then we don't really know. We really don't know what we have in the Bengals, except their wide receiver is absurd. And a quarterback looks pretty good. We yeah. really don't know against the Raiders because I checked on the tape yesterday. The Eagles were playing with two defenders most of the day. Oh, that's that's and that's yeah, I think there was two maybe out mm-hmm. on the field. Uh, Derek Carr was pitch and catch. He completed 116 percent of his passes. I think was when it was done. But again, these teams are winning, and it's start you start making you go, okay, okay, they're this is who we're dealing with. So um, the AFC's got really good teams. Mm-hmm. They just might be a little different than we thought coming in. Yeah. No, I think that's very true. But we go, like, I go back to what we were talking about earlier with, like, the Bills using this week uh, of the bye to kind of refocus. And, like, obviously, like Dan said, I mean, Buffalo went off on a tangent and, or not a tangent, but on a roll. And, Mike, like, their schedule when you look yeah. at it, I mean, they had the Dolphins coming up. Like, there's a strong, like, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself, blah, 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 co speak. But at the same point, like, this schedule is for the taking. Yeah. Yeah. The Dolphins stink. They're so bad. They are bad. They find ways, and they're losing to bad teams. I mean, they lost to the Jags, mm-hmm. gave them their win. I mean, Atlanta somehow's got, I think Atlanta's got like three wins, but still. You're at home in that game. You mm-hmm. start out with a touchdown. You lose. I mean, they're just they're just not good. Um, and you have the Jags, and you have the Jets, all right. And you have at New Orleans on Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving Day. I don't still don't mm-hmm. know really know what to make of New Orleans. I guess mm-hmm. we'll yeah. find out when we're down there, you know. And then you when you've got you the Colts, Colts which yeah. I think the Colts are one of those teams that if you don't play well, you're going to lose to. I mean, they're not great. Yeah. But they're not terrible, and mm-hmm. they're they are well coached, so they've got that going for them. And then you've got you know Tampa sitting there. Yeah. I'm telling you, over the next six weeks, I think if they're not five and one minimum over the next six weeks, I can look ahead, Dan. They yeah. can't. If they're Correct. not five and one minimum over the next six weeks, then maybe we do have troubles. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. I mean that that's how you look. Have to look at that second easiest schedule right now in the NFL remaining. And I, I was talking about it yesterday on on the sportscast, and I just said, like, can the Bills do what they did last year and win 10 games in a row? Like, they could. Like, like I mean, it, it, it comes down to that. The only game they probably won't be favored in will be the Tampa Bay game. Yeah. Like, that's the only one where they'll be in, seen as an underdog, and they just have to go take care of business. It is really weird to think that the Dolphins have not only lost six straight against Buffalo, they've now lost six straight in this season. So, like, yeah. they are coming so low into this game where Tua did throw four touchdown passes, but the Falcons stink too. So like, it's, 
it was uh, who wanted to give that game up kind of thing. And the Falcons tried their hardest, but the Dolphins gave it back. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this Bills game, like hosting Miami, this could be their seventh time beating them in a row if the, if the Bills pull yeah. out the win. Like, do you think it's kind of like the nice like warm up getting back into things type of thing. Like you had a tough loss. You had the week off. You yeah. see an opponent that you're very familiar with and you always, or you generally yeah. have a great showing. Against. Combination of things. It is coming off a loss, coming mm-hmm. off a buy when you, you, you know, no matter how much they put it rear view, it, it still is a loss and they're confident against the Dolphins and it's a division game. Yeah. I mean, look, for it seems like five decades, we watch New England just do this to the Bills every year, twice a year, except for you know the few crazy exceptions. You can do it. I mean, it happened to the Bills with the Dolphins back in the 70s. I think they lost. I, I should know this. It was like around 20 in a row. Boy. They finally beat them. This was with like right after OJ had left the Bills. I mean, we're talking <laughs> way back. Um, so it does happen. And I think it's going to happen because they're a better team, better coach, better quarterback, better everything. And you're not losing focus against the Dolphins because it's a division right. game. Yeah. So. Right. This is this is the get right game. Yep. This is this is another game where I, you would want to see the Bills control the game mm-hmm. from start to finish. Yep. No having to come from behind. No 10 nothing deficit. They have to overcome in the second half. Just coming out, being focused. You got humbled. Now you're mm-hmm. back to being hungry and kind of getting back to the basics on what has made this team so good. And obviously, I mean, they they dominated them in Miami. And yeah, 13 point favorites, I believe. I think I saw here right. um, against against Miami, and that's kind of small because yeah. they were 16 or something. Well, that was Houston. I think they were multi similar yeah favorites in that one too. Dan, real quick, I was going to ask you, like right now, like at Jacksonville or at the Jets. How big a favorite would they be if that game was this week? I mean, they'd have to be what? It's it's hard to be a huge favorite on the road. Yeah. Don't they have to be seven or eight point favorites in those games? Oh, oh I'd imagine double digits. I'd imagine yeah. double digits. Like, like I said, you know, if they're 13 point favorites here, they would have been, you know, you you kind of factor that to be 10 point favorites if they were in Miami. Usually the home yeah. field is three points. Um, but yeah I, yeah, I just can't see how they're not massive favorites going through this. Yeah. Mm. Maybe this is like kind of the perfect way to get in, yeah. to get back into things. Do you worry though at all? Like Mike or Dan, actually, just because we talk so much about maturity and like, you know, having an emotional win and being able to refocus and like getting back into things. And then the way things went in Nashville, like, do you ever, are you concerned at all with mentally where the team's at? No, not, not no. yeah. I don't. And the way that went in Nashville, it was like a, Regular NFL game, very exciting game, back and mm-hmm. forth, great primetime game. That's what happens in this league. And I I saw some national writing things saying that looked like a playoff game. We've yeah, seen mm-hmm. that, those kind of games. And it kind of did. And you're on the road. And look, there were a lot of Bills fans there, Jenna, we know. Yes. But it was still a Titans crowd. And it, it was, was loud at the end. It was interesting because I and felt they like had when to I first... deal with that. Yeah. And look, that – that happens in this league. So many games, though this past Sunday there were a ton of blowouts, but normally it's close, close, yeah. close. Yeah. I'm not I'm not at all worried about their mental makeup. Okay. So you guys always talk about, you know, this is one of our biggest disagreements on this entire podcast is is the uh you don't call what do you oh, the trap game. Trap game. I, I just don't I just don't believe in it. I do believe in letdowns. 
Like you get an emotional win and they talk about the 24 hour rule. That's a trap that's game. A trap game. No, that's a letdown. A trap game would be looking past. Now this is Kansas city. They had the big win. Yeah, emotionally you can look past got up. Because a team sucks or because well, a team no, you, you are emotionally. The Titans clean. wasn't a trap game because the Titans are a playoff Correct. team. Correct. It was a letdown spot. It is very tough to get emotionally up. And back. No, that's there's no trap. They weren't looking ahead at the bye. They of weren't course they ahead. weren't. That's why that wouldn't have been a trap game. I'm saying is when but, you have a letdown against a lesser opponent, that is the trap game. So yeah, like it's, if they just very, if they came off Kansas City, the same win concept, and they went to Jacksonville, that can be a trap game. Mm-hmm. No, it'd be depending on who would be after Jacksonville. The trap game is the yes. game before the big one. Or or after a big one. Or after, yeah. No, that's called a letdown spot. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's so essentially just, the same thing, though, because your mind is not I know focused. what he's saying is. I've yeah. seen this happen. I picked the Bills It's the hangover. In it's a the emotional game. hangover. A few years ago, they yes. Denver, and Denver had a really good record, and... I had seen Denver had just blown out the Cowboys on national TV. And then the next week they were on the road to Kansas city for a huge division game. So it was in the middle of those two. And what did I always tell you guys? Buffalo's the place where motivation would go to die. And it did. And the bills beat them. And people are like, wow, I'm like, I looked at it as a, trap game with a little bit of emotional letdown sprinkled (laughs) in. (laughs) They're the same concept. It's no, the but there, it's different spots. But okay. I go because looking around the rest of the AFC, I mean, we were kind of going to segue into that anyway, this next part of the podcast. But just the fact of the Ravens-Bengals game, I, you know, the Bengals sent a very big message to the rest of the AFC yeah. that, that they're legit, yeah. that, that they did that. And where some people may go, wow, the Ravens got blown out at home. Like, oh, the Ravens probably aren't as good. No, I still think the Ravens are really good. I still think they are very good. Yep. But coming up, it has been, they have had a roller coaster of a season to start. Okay, they lose opening week, then they beat Kansas City in week two, then they survive against Detroit on a 65 yard field yeah. goal, mm-hmm. and then they were down big against the Colts two weeks ago. They come back and win in overtime, then they have another big game against the Chargers, blow out the chart. Like it was almost like what I'm saying to Jenna was that like. There's only so many times you can keep getting up, I feel like. And every time it's it, yeah. it's tough. And yeah. while while coaches say it's the NFL, if you don't get fired up every Sunday, it's easier to get pumped up to play the Chiefs and, the, you know, bigger teams. I'm not right. saying they overlook the Titans, but it's another spot where it's like, hey, a lot of energy. Because yep. you, you can kind of win against Miami or the Jets with your C game, your B game. You need your A game to go into Nashville and beat a physical Titans team that, that wanted blood. Like they, yeah. they, they were just a physical yeah. style of, of team. So that's where I said, I go, I'm still not overly worried about the bills. I, I think it was more of a letdown spot. Um, and, and just where, where I saw that, that situation. Yeah. So not a trap game. It wasn't a trap game. Cause you don't overlook, but it's the same yeah. concept. It's the same concept. You're Jenna. distracted. Jenna. Essentially. For one reason or another. We're right. He's wrong. He's wrong. Dan's right. Yeah. No, I'm not. Okay, so before we wrap this up, I wanna I said who's the Bills player that's gonna break out. This is not some hot take. This guy hasn't had a bad first half, but I mean statistically, I think he's gonna explode for the rest of the year. And that's Stefan Diggs. 
He's been so good, but his numbers haven't been crazy yeah. good. Yeah. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like in the last, in the Titans game, he took that pass and his, his route running is so good. And I do think they're going to just, he's just going to, especially against some of these teams, he's going to have that three touchdown game. It's coming for him. He's sort of in a contract year. Not that he's going anywhere, but you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. they're going to have to redo his deal. I think that's coming for him. He's just, he's too good to not have a Jamar Chase kind of game or that guy is going for 200. It's coming for him. That's yeah. a guy I've got. Yeah, no, I agree. I, uh, I, I think too, like we even asked him after practice, like, are you like the, the most talented decoy in the NFL <laughs> right now? Because he's been able to do that and have other guys like Emmanuel Sanders step up. Dan, who do you I got? I think he's tied in touchdowns with his brother, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's got to be crazy. Plays defense. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I got to look at somebody on the defensive side, you know, just somebody that, that Mike, you kind of talk about a guy that you think is going to break out. Um, I, I just think AJ Epinesa has gotten so many pressures and has impacted the game. And again, not being active in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I know this is all based on, you know, week to week you go in and they wanted to be bigger. They went with Harrison Phillips. They went with FA Abada. Uh, but I just think that again, maybe another little humbling experience. I, I imagine it's very frustrating in, in defensive ends and, and, and um, defensive linemen say that it's, we talked to AJ ourselves, Jenna, and you're like, you've gotten so many pressures. How hard is it to not get there? And he's like, yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, I, like, you, like you're getting so yeah. close. I just feel like, especially not playing, having two weeks off, really. I think that that kind of lights a fire under him again. He's shown so much progress this year. I just think he's so close to a, two or three sack game. He had the nine QB pressures against Miami last year. Mm. I think he eats again against Miami on, on Sunday. I just think that he's on that verge of, of a three sack game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was one thing too, where I think he is still only, you know, in his second season and he's still kind of coming into his own, but at the same point when he was inactive against Nashville, I think that as a competitor, you're like, all right, that makes you approach things differently. And I think he's had a strong showing so far. And like you said, that Miami game earlier this season, like the nine pressures, but we even asked him like, Hey, you know, are pressures the same? Like, do they equate to you as sacks? He's like, no, it's sacks. <laughs> Although we asked him, what is sacks? Why are sacks so important? And he said, they lead to wins. And we said, what about are pressures as important? He goes, no. But then he goes, Pressures lead to sacks, which lead to wins. So it's like <laughs> in the 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 the, the flow chart of, of what they're trying to get to. And I also I think as a competitor, not playing and then the team losing stings even more. Yeah. yeah. Like it's one thing if you're off the side and you're like, oh, I wish I was out there, but like, hey, our guys are eating, where you know, we still have a great defense. But then to not be out there and the team lose and kind mm -hmm. of get stiff armed again by Derrick Henry, it's kind of like, man, I yeah. You Give wish you could have done. Yeah. Yeah. Jenna, yeah. The next time we talk to AJ, since he explained the sacks pressures, let's mm -hmm. ask him about letdowns and trap games. I would love to see if we he can do break that. that we down should do, we should do a story on that. Yeah. That'll be our next big story. You All got right, somebody? Are you um, going with? I would. Well, I agree with the Stefan Diggs just in terms of like what numbers. he's offered. I'm talking yeah. about numbers. I'm not talking about the way he's playing. I'm no. talking about yeah. big numbers. No. Well, I mean, yeah. I feel like statistically, it almost has to be him. Yeah. Because his production has been not what we're used to. I mean, maybe you could say a guy like Cole Beasley. I mean, getting him yeah. involved more, someone like that. We've known that, especially down the line, like his veteran experience. Um, the other one I, I would, you know, I want to see 
one of the running backs emerge as the guy. Okay, so here's the thing. I was going to say, like, one of those guys, like, is it, whether it be Zach Moss or Devin Singletary, but, like... Yeah. But it's weird that to might say be that more, like, it, hopeful as opposed to, like, what I actually expect. Correct, because it goes back to what Mike is saying and the guy that you think is going to break out. Like, I don't know if they're going to get enough touches, but because yeah. the running backs, neither of them are getting enough touches, what I would like to see is Zach Moss, you know, if they run the ball... 23 times i'd like to see moss get 20 of them and not yeah. split it 13 and 13 like i'd you, like to see you don't really want to see a running back carry the ball 20 times in a game no but they have run the ball 20 times in a game this year and you want it to be one guy to see what yeah. he does kansas with city. that opportunity hey, hey mike in kansas city the bills ran the ball more than they threw it yeah yeah and you my head almost second. exploded when i when i when i heard that <laughs> I was I didn't know what, what was going on. So I'd like to see that if Zach Moss got 80% of the snaps, they have been split nearly identical at 50-50. Yeah. Like, like of snaps. If so one of, if, you you think it would be, I'm under the, this belief too, that it would be more a Zach Moss as opposed to Devin Singletary. Moss yeah. has shown that he is the more complete back between yeah. blitz pickups, between hard runs, between getting the extra yards, between security. catching over the middle. Yeah, I just think that he is – looks more like RB1 than what Devin Singletary yep. looks like an RB1. Yeah, no, that's fair. God God forbid we ask McDermott that. Everybody's playing well and, you know, whatever uh, it takes. Jenna, before we let everybody go here, Dan, World Series, what do you got? Braves and six. Good. Braves Braves and six. Hey, it's six. like when my Eagles find this. I just I told everybody, they're winning the game. What What's the worst thing? You're going to be wrong? You, you're all in. I, I like Morton going game one. We got Freed going back game two, and then we'll deal with everything else. I like our starting pitching, um, and we're we're swinging the bats well. Hey, Pearls. First of all, America is rooting for your team because everybody hates the Astros. Yeah. I'm really excited that universally we can yeah. all be on this one. And okay. if it wasn't so politically incorrect, Jenna and I would join you in the chop, but we're going to let it go. It's yeah, the gonna, worst. Yeah, it is the worst. And the team has like disavowed it. Like two years ago, one of the players came out and said he really didn't like it. So they don't, they don't encourage it. Like it's not like the organization like puts it on the jumbotron, but the yeah. fans just do it. It's awful. And I, everybody's like, Oh Dan, I'd support you too. But that Tomahawk op is awful. I'm aware. <laughs> it's awful. I'm aware. Like, can we just move on and root for the Braves? Go guys. Are you Go wearing team. that every day now? I got Four of them. So they rotate <laughs> after losses. Four of them. Yeah. I have different, I have a Chipper Jones Jersey. I've got, uh, got other ones. Okay. Well, well, Dan's birthday is on Wednesday, so maybe you can get, yeah. Well, it wouldn't be decided by them, but still. <sighs> I'm already stressed. I can tell. I can tell. All right. We'll let you relax. Uh, please be sure to, uh, subscribe. If you enjoy our content, we'll be, Plenty more Bills stuff coming up as the Bills get ready to host Miami on Sunday. And we'll be back in Orchard Park this week. All the usual stuff. We took a little time off, but we're back to it. So for Dan and Mike, I'm Jenna. Thanks for watching. Please be sure to subscribe, like, comment. We always appreciate it. And we will see you next time on the Buffalo Plus channel. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.